0: slash compatibility.
4: This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VCN, the sports betting network. It is the look ahead coming to you live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. We're going to recap Thursday night football, take a look at the Friday college football games, and then all the games for this weekend. In both college football and the NFL. And yes, we'll touch on the Major League Baseball postseason races as well. Here on The Look Ahead on v the Sports Betting Network. Week 4 in the NFL kicked off with Thursday Night Football from Cincinnati. The Bengals and the Jaguars. A matchup of uh, the former two picks. Top, tip, top picks in Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. I had the Bengals in my survivor pool. I told you all week that the Bengals were going to be my selection. And wow, what a sweat that was as the Jaguars took a 14-0 lead in this game. But the moment the game changed was when Urban Meyer decided to not go for the points and take a 17-0 lead. Instead, he went for it on fourth down and goal, and they were stuffed. The Bengals stepped up on defense, and they go into the half down 14-0 as opposed to being down 17 nothing, And that was huge because Cincinnati came out like gangbusters in the second half. They scored touchdowns on both, uh, all three of their first uh, three possessions in the second half, and then at the end get the last uh, game-winning field goal, last second field goal from Evan McPherson. It's a 24-21 win for the Bengals. The Bengals survive in survivor pools. Thank you and hit your teasers as well as the Bengals were the first leg of a teaser that I'm sure many of you had because it was one of the teaser spots on this weekend's card where you could push a team down below the number of seven and three and get them at minus two or minus one and a half. And the Bengals did cover those teasers. Joe Burrow, 25 of 32 passing for 348 yards and two touchdowns. He goes over. His passing yardage prop, Trevor Lawrence, 17 of 24 for 204 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He goes under his passing yardage prop. What was impressive about Trevor Lawrence was the zero interceptions. The first time this season that he has not turned the football over. In his first three games, he had thrown at least two interceptions, no interceptions uh, in this game Thursday night. Against the Bengals, James Robinson, eighteen carries for seventy eight yards. He had two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence rushed in a touchdown. He had eight carries for thirty six yards. Joe Mixon carried the ball sixteen times for sixty seven yards and a touchdown for the Bengals. Jamar Chase had six catches for seventy seven yards, but for the first time in his young season young career, He did not find the end zone. Uh, Jamar Chase was one of my prop bets to score a touchdown at even money. He had scored a touchdown in each of his first three games. In fact, he had two touchdowns a week ago, so he has four touchdowns on his young career, but no touchdowns here in this Thursday night game. Instead, C.J. Uzama had five catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns clearly going over his 20-yard receiving prop which was I believe 20 and a half as you see on your screen Jamar Chase did go over his 71 yard 71 and a half yard total DJ Shark unfortunately goes under because he left the game early with an injury and uh, Tyler Boyd uh, did go um, over uh, his uh, prop as he had 118 yards on nine catches in this one Marvin Jones goes under His prop. He had uh, just three catches for 24 yards. LaVisca Chenault had the long 52 yard, uh, uh, not touchdown, but the long 52 yard reception. He was the leading receiver for the Jaguars at six catches and 99 yards. So the Bengals improved to three and one now on the season while the Jaguars fall to 0 and four. And it's season's not going to get any easier. For these teams Uh, next week, the Jacksonville Jaguars are home against the Tennessee Titans. They are a seven and a half point underdog. As of now, the Bengals are home to the Green Bay Packers and the Bengals are a three and a half point underdog as of right now. Let's take a look at some of the uh, latest injury news around the NFL as we're going to go through each game on the week Four slate here on the program. So we get a, a an update on what's going on and where we lean and which side we like to pick for each of these games. Uh, Going down the injury report here, Tyler Lockett from the Seahawks did not practice on Thursday. He went down uh, with an injury in the game against the Vikings, took a couple minutes to get off uh, the field. He did limp off, and he uh, did return to the game. uh, Unclear if the injury is related to that injury or it's something new, but uh, he did not practice on Thursday. Melvin Gordon from the Broncos was limited in practice on Thursday, dealing with a rib injury as well as a lower leg injury. Keenan Allen of the Chargers limited in practice on Thursday. Uh, Should be fine, though. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, a big part of the Chargers offense. Plus, he does have the extra day to get ready with the Chargers playing on Monday night against the Raiders. So that's a, a boost there for him. Andy Dalton, limited in practice on Thursday. Justin Fields was a full participant in practice. Matt Nagy has said that Andy Dalton will be the starter if he is healthy. But we still don't know who is going to start for the Chicago Bears on Sunday. If Dalton is healthy, and if, that, if that's what Matt Nagy is going to stick to, then Dalton's going to be the starter. Uh, But right now, all we know is that he was limited in practice, and Justin Fields was a full participant in practice. Uh, Chase Claypool was limited in Thursday's practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are in a tough spot as they go on the road to face the Green Bay Packers. That Steeler offense is not clicking right now. Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. He was limited in practice on Thursday, and the Vikings have a big game with the Browns and It is encouraging that Dalvin Cook will play in this game. But even if he doesn't, Alexander Madison had a really good game last week. Uh, What what do you have, 102, 103 yards in their win last week? Uh, So if Dalvin Cook cannot go, it's uh, Alexander Madison's show once again. The Vikings are a two-point underdog to the Cleveland Browns. TJ Watt of the Steelers was upgraded a full participant in practice on Thursday. That's big for their defense going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Speaking of the Packers, Aaron Jones was limited in practice. Not any concern for his playing status, though, in that game against the Steelers. So those are the latest uh, relevant injury news Um around the NFL. Saquon Barkley of the Giants was limited in practice, but that's just because the team is watching his workload as uh, he still comes back from the uh, surgery that he had last season, the injury, of course. So that's nothing new to have him limited in practice. Let's take a look at your updated lines. Here are the lines before we go through each and every game here on your week four schedule. The Atlanta Falcons are a one-point underdog to the Washington football team. The Buffalo Bills are up to 17 now point favorites over the Houston Texans. The Bears have maintained that line. It is a field goal line, three points over the Lions. The Cowboys are now up to four-and-a-half point favorites over the Carolina Panthers. Dolphins, two-point favorites over the Colts. The Browns are two-point favorites at Minnesota. The New Orleans Saints, seven-point home favorites over the Giants. The Tennessee Titans have dropped down to six-and-a-half-point favorites now over the New York Jets. So the Titans are now under a touchdown favorite against the Jets. The Kansas City Chiefs have also dropped down below a touchdown. The Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Philadelphia Eagles. The LA Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals. 49ers, three-point favorites over the Seahawks. The Broncos, uh, have the line has flipped now between the Broncos and the Ravens. This opened up as the Broncos at minus one. It was down to a pick'em. It is now Ravens minus one over the Denver Broncos. So that line has flipped, and the Ravens are now a one-point favorite over the Denver Broncos. The Packers still at six and a half over the Steelers, and the Bucks still at seven over the New England Patriots and then on Monday night the Chargers three and a half over the Raiders. That Bucks Patriots game is so interesting to me because the line is at seven and it has not gone up. And the reason why I say that's interesting is because everybody is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The current betting splits at Draftkings show that 97% of the handle is on the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's 97% to just 3% on the Patriots. But yet the line has not gone north of a touchdown. Why is that? Don't you think that the line would move and and then you would start to entice some people to bet on the Patriots plus the points? Because the goal... Is to get even action on both sides, right? So why wouldn't they adjust the line, make the Bucks minus 8, minus 9? Uh, it has stayed at minus 7, which is very intriguing, especially when you consider the the heavy action that's coming in on the Tampa Bay Bucks. The sports books will be rooting for the New England Patriots hard on Sunday night football. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at air. S-C-O-T-T-S o n a i r coming up next we will start to break down each and every nfl game on this week for schedule coming up later on in the program i'll give you some college picks for this weekend we'll preview the friday games as well and pamela maldonado from yahoo sports will join me as well i'm scott sidenberg this is the look ahead here on vcid the sports betting network This is the Look Ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Zdenberg back here on the Look Ahead here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network, as we look ahead to Week Four in the NFL. Let's start to go through this schedule game by game, and we will begin in Atlanta, where the uh, Washington Football Team will take on. The Atlanta Falcons. And this spread is at a one-point line for the Washington football team as the favorite going into Atlanta. Washington looking for its first cover of the season. They have not covered yet this season. Meanwhile, Atlanta is coming off their first win of the year against the New York Giants. You look at the washington football team they're one and two straight up zero three against the spread they could be zero three the offsides call against the giants is what allowed them to get that victory and the falcons meanwhile did not look good against the eagles were a little bit more competitive but the you know the, the pick sixes did them in against tampa And then they beat the New York Giants, a bad football team, and they barely beat them, 17-14. So now against Washington, what are their chances? I don't know if their chances are good because I don't know if this Falcons team is any good. The Washington football team, they've been disappointing because they were expected to have a, a season where they compete for the NFC East division. Chase Young, was one of the favorites to be the defensive player of the year. He doesn't even have a sack yet this season. Uh, Washington on offense this year, they are averaging 22.3 points per game. They are uh, allowing on defense 30.7 points per game. Atlanta comes in averaging 16 points per game on offense, allowing 31.3 yards per game. So both of these defenses have not been able to stop anybody. Uh, and the offenses just haven't been able to score enough. Uh, there are some trends here with these games. Washington, 10-4-1 against the spread in their last 15 games on the road. Okay? And that is against low-scoring teams that average 17 points per game or less. Which Atlanta does qualify it. Atlanta is one 8 and one against the spread in their last 10 October home games. Washington, after losing by 20 or more points, and uh, they just lost 43 to 21 uh, to Buffalo. So after a loss of 20 or more points, Washington is 13 and two to the under. So the trends would, ha- would lean you towards Washington and the under. Plus a head-to-head trend here. Road teams between this Washington-Atlanta series are on a 7-to-1 ATS run. So the road team has covered seven of the last eight in uh, these teams meeting against each other. So the trends would all lean you to go with Washington. The only reason why I'm hesitant, and to be honest with you, I don't want any part of this game, is because nothing would surprise me either way if either team won. And I don't think either of these football teams are are any good. Uh, I think Washington's just been so disappointing, and I think Atlanta is just not a good enough football team right now. Uh, And it appears that uh, Arthur Smith, so far, um, the, the, the... Switch to being a head coach has not worked out. As far as your betting splits for this game, Washington is getting 60% of the tickets and 54% of the handle. The under is getting 75% of the bets, but only 42% of the money. So those are your betting splits for Washington and Atlanta. uh, Washington is a one point road favorite. Let's move along to the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. First off, let's acknowledge that we don't know who's going to be at quarterback for the Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy has consistently said that if Andy Dolan is healthy, he is the starting quarterback. Is he healthy? He was limited in practice on Thursday while Justin Fields was a full participant in practice. I don't think it matters who's at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. If they look anything like what they looked like last week, they're going to get embarrassed once again. It was one of the worst offensive performances that you could ever see. They netted just one passing yard in Justin Fields' first career start. They were held to just 47 total yards. They averaged one yard per play, lost 26 to 6. The Bears are favored by three down from 5.5 which is where it opened up at and uh, it hasn't moved really off that three. Now, here are some trends between these two teams. After losing by 20 or more points, which the Bears just did, they are eight to two to the under in their, when they're playing at home. So at Soldier Field, after losing by 20 or more points in their last 10 in that spot, Eight and two to the under. Detroit two and thirteen against the spread in their last fifteen games on the road after losing by twenty or more points. Um but they didn't. They uh they didn't lose by twenty or more points. So I don't know why that applies here. Detroit lost barely to the Baltimore Ravens thanks to a historic sixty six yard field goal by Justin Tucker. I look at both of these teams and I see one team that is playing inspired football and another team that is playing embarrassing football. The Detroit Lions showed heart and fight in their come-from-behind attempt against the San Francisco 49ers where they backdoored a cover with a line of nine and a half. They were in a tough spot going to Lambeau to face off against a desperate Green Bay Packers team that came off one of the most embarrassing losses in Aaron Rodgers' career. Yet they had a lead at the half before Rodgers and the Packers stormed back and won that football game. And then last week against Baltimore, They should have won that football game. This is a team that is playing hard. The Bears, meanwhile, were nine-and-a-half-point dogs at the Rams and lost 34-14. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals at home thanks to Joe Burrow throwing three interceptions. And even still in that game, They allowed Cincinnati to come back in the fourth quarter and make it a three-point game and actually have a chance because that game shouldn't have been that close. Last week, the worst offensive performance you're ever going to see, they get blown out 26-6 by the Cleveland Browns. The only way to bet this game, in my opinion, take the points with the the, uh, Detroit Lions. Bet the underdog here. In the last three games in the Detroit-Chicago rivalry, the underdog has swept the last three games that these two teams have faced off against each other. So I'm going with the underdog. I like the uh, Lions to cover the spread here and have a really good chance to win this one outright, pick up their first win of the season here against the Chicago Bears. The Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets this spread is down to seven and a half and there's uh it opened up at five and a half it went up to a touchdown it's now at six and a half a lot of people betting against the Jets rightfully so Jets have been atrocious on offense they are averaging 6.7 points per game Tennessee is uh averaging 23.7 defensively Jets are allowing 23.3 Titans are allowing 28. Jets have done a pretty good job defensively this season, but they lose their best defensive player in Marcus May. And I think that's going to have an impact on this defense. He's like the quarterback back there in the secondary, calling all the plays and and taking care of everything, aligning people up. I think that's going to have an impact on this Jets defense. Uh, The Titans, uh, the Jets are um, 7-0 to the under in their last seven games against uh, winning football teams. I think the under could be a play here. I'd be shocked if the Jets lose the, if the Jets win this game. I can't see it. I think the Titans are going to be a popular survivor pick. I think the Titans are going to be a popular teaser pick. I just can't see the Jets winning this football game because Derrick Henry is just going to run uh, down their throats. But if you're looking for some head-to-head trends, the Jets are 9 and 2 against the spread in their last 11 games versus Tennessee. It's a matchup of the Tennessee Titans against the old New York Titans in the New York Jets. We'll continue to break down the NFL Week 4 schedule coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow on Twitter at ScottOnAir. It's The Look Ahead here on VSA, the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything v has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at v slash subscribe. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Going to get to some college picks coming up a little later on in the program. At the top of the next hour, we'll be joined by Pamela Maldonado, From Yahoo Sports as well. But let's continue to break down this week four schedule in the NFL, and we'll turn our attention to one of the underdogs that I really like this weekend to win their game outright, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings hosting the Cleveland Browns, and the Vikings are a two point underdog. The Browns uh, obviously dominated the Chicago Bears last week with uh, a humiliating performance for that Bears offense. Uh, Meanwhile, It was the Minnesota Vikings who did something really well uh, without one of their best players. Without Dalvin Cook, they still managed to have a nice game on the ground. They gained 140 yards on the ground, 463 yards total against the Seahawks. Uh, The Vikings did allow over seven yards per play last week, so the total is certainly worth a look. At 53, and uh, the total currently sitting at, if we'll give you an updated total here, 51 and a half. So the total has actually gone down between these two teams. Cleveland is averaging 28.7 points per game. Minnesota, 29 points per game. Cleveland is allowing just 20 points per game. Minnesota is allowing 26 points per game. Minnesota is 13-2 and against the spread in their last 15 games against teams that average more than 4.7 rush yards per attempt, and Cleveland is a very good running football team. Cleveland is just 3-12 and against the spread in their last 15 games against the NFC North, and uh, Cleveland is 26-12 and to the over on the road. Um against teams that have a hard time against the pass uh yielding more than 7.25 yards per attempt and the Minnesota Vikings do fall into uh that that number there but Minnesota is on a 4 and 1 ATS run against Cleveland. This is a this is a very good Vikings team. This is a Vikings team that you could argue should be 3 and 0. Uh, and I, I understand you can't assume anything, and the result in week two should show you that you can't assume a win in week one, but in week one, if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble, there's the chance that they win that game in overtime. Now, the kicker could miss a field goal because he missed the field goal in the game against Arizona, but if he makes one in the overtime game in week one, or he gets the opportunity and makes it, because Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble, if he makes the field goal in Week 2, and then combined with that Week 3 performance, this is a 3-0 football team. This is a team that plays very well at home. Uh, The the Browns, meanwhile, uh, tough loss to the Chiefs. They had a chance to win that game, certainly. Gave Mahomes a little too much time at the end. They dominated two bad teams in a row, Houston and Chicago. This is a step up in class, certainly, for them. In this game against Minnesota, it's going to be back to back road games for them as they have Minnesota and then they go to LA to take on the Chargers. Uh, I I just think that this Minnesota team is too good to be an underdog at home. I value home field for Minnesota a little more than I value home field for some other places around the NFL. And I think Minnesota has a real good chance to win this one outright. I like them catching any amount of points. Looking at the current betting splits, 62% of the bets and 60% of the handle is on the Cleveland Browns. So it would be a fade-the-public type of uh, movement here to go with the Minnesota Vikings, and that's where I am going to go in that matchup. The Miami Dolphins host the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are banged up. They're banged up, and they're desperate. Um as they're 0-3, 1-2 against the spread. Now they'll face off against Jacoby Brissett, who was their former quarterback, right? He was a quarterback for the Colts, um, and this they're desperate because they're already trailing by two and a half games in the AFC South. But the injuries are what is going to be a big factor for them in this game, as they're already without several key players. Uh, Quinton Nelson, probably not going to play this week. And that's a huge loss for their offensive line, which is already struggling. And I think Brian Flores and this Miami defense is going to want to pressure Carson Wentz as much as they can. And I just think it's a bad recipe for this Indianapolis Colts team. Colts are scoring just 18.7 points per game. Miami scoring just 15 points per game. Both defenses are not playing well with Indianapolis allowing 26.7 points per game and Miami allowing 27.3 points per game. Uh, As you look at some trends here, um, Indianapolis is 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 road games against any opponent that is outscored by more than 8 points per game. And Miami does fall into that category. However, in the last, uh, in in the series between these two teams, the underdogs are on a 13-2 against the spread run. So interesting trends there with these two teams. The Colts, they uh, have had a tough season. I mentioned the injuries are are really what has set them apart. Uh, They had a tough fight against the Rams, and they covered that game, but they failed to cover against Seattle as a three-point dog, They failed to cover uh, against Tennessee as well, losing in that one. And for Miami, they get the win as an underdog against New England thanks to uh, some key turnovers. uh, One key one with the Damian Harris fumble. Then they get blown out by Buffalo. Two is hurt. Last week, Jacoby Brissett comes in and takes over, and they take Vegas to overtime and lose that game. So... I look at this I look at this and I say that the Colts I know that they're desperate but I I can't back them with all the injuries. So I would lean Miami. This is not a play for me, but I would lean Miami in this matchup. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Carolina Panthers. Dallas looked really good on Monday night, but how much of it was Dallas being good or the Eagles being not so good? But anytime You have a good performance on a nationally televised standalone game. It's going to boost you up. The public's going to jump on you. And that's what happened. Dallas laying three and a half. It bumped up to five. It is at four and a half now with Dallas over the Carolina Panthers. Panthers dealing with injuries. Obviously, no Christian McCaffrey, no JC Horn. They did make the trade, though. For C.J. Henderson, Uh, I don't know what his status is going to be for this weekend. Uh, Cowboys, they look good offensively. Dak Prescott having a real nice season, making himself the favorite for comeback player of the year. But this has been a very good Carolina defense, and one cornerback a defense does not make. It's the entire unit that's playing well. They're allowing just 10 yards per game this season. Uh, 10 points, I should say, 10 points per game this season. The Cowboys, meanwhile, allowing 23 points per game. Cowboys scoring 30 points a game, and Carolina is scoring 23 points per game. Carolina 3-0, 3-0 against the spread, 3-0 to the under. The Cowboys, meanwhile, they are 1-2 straight up, but 3-0 against the spread. Their only loss being that game against Tampa, which was close, and uh, they almost uh, pulled it off, but they won as an underdog against LA and then dominated as a favorite against Philadelphia. So here they are in this game at minus four and a half over Carolina. Uh, Carolina is 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven road games under Matt Rule. So that is a trend that you certainly want to take a look at because they have played well under head coach Matt Rule. They, they really have. He has had a uh, a good start to his tenure there uh, as the head coach there in Carolina. Um, I look at this matchup between these uh, teams, and I can understand why people would bet on Dallas. Like I said, anytime you play on national television, it's going to boost you up. And I think that that's what's happening here because you're seeing the splits as well point to that with 76% of the handle on the Dallas Cowboys. More breakdown coming up next uh, as we continue to go through the NFL schedule. I'll continue to give you out some good trends as well, Uh, like uh, how about the Vikings, 10-3 against the spread as a home underdog under Mike Zimmer. More of this stuff coming up next here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on v The Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsyn.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available from Moneyline over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Veasan is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at Veasan.com. Scott Seidenberg back here. The look ahead on Veasan, the sports betting network. I want to continue to uh, go through the NFL Week Four schedule, but let me just give you some uh, trends on some games that we touched on a little bit earlier here this hour. The Vikings are ten and three against the spread as home underdogs under Mike Zimmer. The Dolphins, we talked about that game, they are 12-5 and against the spread after a straight-up loss under head coach Brian Flores. And the Panthers are 6-1 and against the spread as road underdogs under head coach Matt Rule. So those are some of the games that we talked about already and some trends for those games. Let's move along. We'll go to the Giants at New Orleans, and I think this is a bad spot for the Giants. Uh, The Saints have been looking forward to this game since before the season started. They return home for the first time this year after being displaced and not being able to play at home in week one, having that game moved to Jacksonville, practicing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the first couple of weeks of the season. They finally get to return home. They finally get to play in front of their home fans for the first time since 2019. The players are already tweeting about it. This team has been looking forward to this game, like I mentioned, since before the season started. And it's going to be an electric atmosphere inside the Superdome. The Giants, meanwhile, have had a very disappointing start to the season. They are banged up at the wide receiver position with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard banged up. And they lost their best defender, linebacker Blake Martinez, for the season. However, the Giants are 11-3 against the spread as road underdogs since 2019, which is in the Daniel Jones era. Uh, The Giants are scoring just 18.7 points per game. They're allowing 24.7 points per game. New Orleans scoring 24.3, allowing just 14. Uh, I like um, the uh, Saints in this one, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's just a bad spot for this Giants team to have to go on the road and face this New Orleans team under this situation. Uh, If New Orleans had played a, a home game already and this was their second home game of the season, I might feel differently, but because it is the first home game in the Dome this season, I think that they will feed off their crowd in this game. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs are six and a half point favorites, and I understand that the Chiefs have not covered in 12 of their last 13 games, okay? I get it. It's been embarrassing, this run of not covering the spread. But this game is a source of pride for Andy Reid, facing off against his former team in the Philadelphia Eagles. He's beaten them twice before as the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, by 10 points and by seven points. Plus, this Eagles team, I think, showed who they really are in that loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. It's a short week of preparation. And if they allowed Dallas to just move up and down the field against them and really have their way with them, I mean, that game was, the score was closer than the game was because the Eagles scored uh, late when the game was out of hand. But Dallas was well in control of this game. 41 points, 27 first downs on 71 total plays. Eagles lost their best defensive player, Brandon Graham. I think this uh, Kansas City Chiefs team is going to roll over The Philadelphia Eagles in this game. Uh, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think this is who the Philadelphia Eagles are. Moving along, the Buffalo Bills take on the Houston Texans. They're a 17 point favorite. Not much to break down in this game except uh, the first look at Davis Mills at quarterback. Not a good one, right? Couldn't do anything against the Panthers on that Thursday night. And based on the way that uh, Buffalo has played in back-to-back games now against Miami and against Washington, maybe that week one loss to the Steelers was an outlier here, a little bit of a fluke. Uh, The Texans could not convert on third down last week against the Panthers. I think the Bills will have similar success against them on third down in this game. And uh, I think Buffalo is going to be able to score as well. Josh Allen seems to have gotten things back on track uh, with his monster performance last week uh, against Washington. So that's the breakdown there. The Rams and the Cardinals were playing a very exciting game. Uh, Both teams are 3-0. The Cardinals are 3-0 against the spread. Rams are 2-1 against the spread. Both Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray are early MVP candidates and both of these offenses can score. 34.3 points per game for Arizona, 31.7 points per game for the LA Rams. Uh I look at the total in this game, which I believe everybody else is looking at the total in this game, it is sitting at 54 and a half and looking at the current betting splits for this game, the over is getting 80% of the bets and 88% of the handle. It is by far the most heavily bet total on this NFL board. 88% of the money on the over in this football game between the Rams and the Cardinals. It is at 54 and a half. Uh, as we continue to move through the schedule, the Seahawks are a three-point underdog against San Francisco. NFC West rivalry, division rivalry. The over is 8-2-1 uh, and, two, eight, two and one in the last 11 times that these two teams have played each other. So again, in the last 11 meetings between these two teams, the over is 8-2-1. and one total in this game between the Niners and the Seahawks is 51 and a half. 87% of the money is on the over in this matchup. 62% of the bets, but 87% of the handle. It is the second most uh, amount of percentage handle on a total. The first one being the one that we just did with the Rams and the Cardinals. And now this one with the Seahawks and the 49ers. So the uh Seahawks allowing 26.3 points per game, the Niners allowing 24.7 points per game. Seattle scoring 25 points per game and San Francisco scoring 28.7 points per game. Seattle on the road against winning teams, the over is 40 and 18 in their last 58 games against teams with a 60% Uh, or better winning percentage, and the Seahawks uh, right now are one and two, so uh, they have, uh, I guess, not that great of a winning percentage, um, you know, with the loss uh, to Tennessee in a game that they, you know, let slip away, and then the loss last week to Minnesota, but the over is eight and two in the last 11 games between these two rivals, so you have to look at that for sure, and consider that when you're looking at these two teams playing against each other in a divisional rivalry game. Baltimore takes on Denver in a game that has flipped. It opened up with Denver as a favorite. It is now Baltimore as a favorite. We saw this happen last week when the Rams opened up as a favorite against the Bucs. It shifted to the Bucks as a favorite and the Rams went out there and and won the game. Could that be a similar situation here? could the Broncos go out there and win this football game. Uh both of these teams certainly playing good football right now. Uh with the the Raven the, the Ravens coming off uh back-to-back wins. One huge win against the Chiefs, one win they escaped thanks to a 66-yard field goal against the Lions. And then there's this Broncos team. 3 and 0, 3 and 0 against the spread, 3 and 0 to the under. But they have played 3 of the worst teams in the NFL in the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. Baltimore is 21 uh oh here we go 7 and 0 to the under uh, on the road um and if you're looking at some other trends here, the Ravens are 10 and 3 against the spread as an underdog since Lamar Jackson became their starting quarterback. So, 10 and 3 as an underdog since Lamar Jackson became their starting quarterback, but This line has flipped, and now the Ravens are a one-point favorite. And the betting splits uh, will show you that uh, 72% of the bets and 68% of the handle was on the Ravens at plus one. But the latest line, according to DraftKings, has the Ravens at minus one. So very intriguing that this line has completely flipped in favor now of the Ravens. Uh, The remaining games on the schedule, it's the Packers laying six and a half against the uh, uh, Steelers, Bucks laying six and a half against the Tampa Bay, uh, against the Patriots, and then Monday night, Chargers laying three and a half against the uh, Vegas Raiders. We'll get into more of that coming up in a little bit. Plus, joining me next, Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. We'll talk about some underdog plays as we uh, keep it going here on The Look Ahead on VCD Sports Betting Network.
0: This is Vison, the sports betting network. The Vison experts live and breathe sports betting and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and as 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 to discuss the numbers